Hey guys, just a quick update in reference to these Terrifier episodes. One of the hardest things about the Reverend and I recording is that we live in two completely different states. And sometimes we encounter internet issues, and we definitely did during these particular episodes. Uh, I did edit them as best as possible, but you're going to hear the glitches here and there. You're going to hear some cuts, and there's just not a lot I could have done to fix that. But I did the best I can, and we hope it doesn't take away from this episode because it was one that we were definitely passionate about recording. So uh, stick with us, and it does get better in the following episodes that we have done. So thank you for listening to Death Holler. Welcome back, everybody, to Death Holler. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Death. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, La Urena, and we are discussing the second Terrifier movie, uh, appropriately named Terrifier 2 from 2022. <laughs> a lot of twos in there. Uh, tagline, who's laughing now? Oh, that's a good who's one. Who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, directed by Damien Leone, of course, written by Damien Leone. He's perfecting the same story, but you know, he's getting, he gets it better than this one. I'll say that, uh, music by Paul Wiley again, made for a budget of two, 250,000. So, uh, a big increase. It made 15.4 million. Jesus Christ. So wait I think a second. Damien Le- I think Damien Leone has, has a franchise now because I of this. I think he does. Hold on. Um, so what do you have to make? You have to make three times the budget, right? Yes. To be considered. Yeah. And by far, it made six times the budget. Yeah. Uh, maybe not and, six, uh, maybe, maybe and five. It was an, and it was an independent movie with not a lot of promotion from, like, you know, a big studio or anything. So he saved a lot of money on advertising that way, too, I think. Wow. Uh, principal players, we have Lauren Lavera playing Sienna Shaw, the resurrected Valkyrie final girl. <laughs> and she is a looker, folks. She I is. Mean, uh, she's got a, she works out. <laughs> she is at the top of the, the final girl list for looks. I'll say that much. And I would actually argue it's just a final girl that's a badass. She's at the top of the list. Yeah. Uh, she was a little, uh, the thing about her is she's n- in my opinion, you can tell me if I'm wrong. She wasn't very feminine, but she also wasn't like broody. She was like a nice in between. Uh, yeah, she is, but she does have 
the vulnerability that they've never really introduced in other final girls where she has like anxiety and PTSD issues from her dad dying. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they bring that in there and they, they, cause that's kind of the scene in the movie where she's, uh, her friend gives her like uh, Molly or whatever and doesn't, you know, account for the fact that she's already took a Xanax for her anxiety and oh, it kind of like, shit. Her, you know, makes her extra loopy because of it. Yeah. Uh, she was also in the horror movie, the, the whale. Uh, I hope that she does more movies. I think she's actually a pretty good actress. I mean, at least from this movie's, uh, point of view. So I'd, I'd like to see her in more things. Yeah. Uh, David Howard Thornton plays art, the clown again, who is a resurrected supernatural clown slasher in this <sighs> one. He is, he was killed by his own self and it comes back. Who knows? Some evil force brought him back to life because, but you know, He's he's back. He's back. Um, Amelie McLean plays the little clown girl who is the ghost or figment of Art's mag- uh, imagination, depending upon how you view that. Because she was somebody that he killed years ago, but she. If the thing is, is that other people see her, so I don't know how she's just in his imagination. That's the weird part. Yeah. Because, um. She's actually been in General Hospital, like eighteen episodes. This little girl has. Like, Jesus. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you do that many episodes as a little kid in a soap opera, but she did. That's so. wild. Uh, Elliot Fulham plays Jonathan Shaw, which is Sienna's little bro. Uh, he was in the movie called The Pitchfork Retreat. Uh, he's not bad as far as child actors go. Um, I mean, he's no Haley Joe Osment, but you're that's yeah. asking a lot to have anybody like that, anyways. Uh, Corey Duvall plays Seth Bolton again, the coroner who is now killed in this movie. So we're going to count him. Thank God. Uh, uh, Thomas Smith, who plays the man in the laundromat, uh, wrong time to clean. Just hey, don't do laundry that late, late at night, folks. Get it done during the day. You get freaks out, you know. Look at Reverend. Some people work for a living, okay? Well, I, I, and he's working in hell now, so <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Uh, he's in a movie called They See You. Uh, Katie McGuire, again, playing Monica Brown, uh, the talk show, whenever she does. Because if you watch the first movie, it's a year after, and this is the movie that takes place a year after. So this is where she officially gets her eyes gouged out by Vicky. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Davis plays Ricky, the costume shop owner. Uh, Casey Hartnett plays Allie, Sienna's BFF. Uh, and she has one of the most horrible fucking deaths in any movie I've ever fucking seen, but we'll get to that. Uh, Amy Russ plays Allie's mom. Uh, she was in the girl that got away, who got away. Uh, Sarah Vaught plays Barbara, Sienna and Jonathan's mom. Kind of a hardcore bitch. Yeah. Uh, and she was in the movie. We have a ghost. Charlie McElvin plays Jeff Brooks, boyfriend. Kaylee Hyman plays Brooke, who is Sienna's fun friend. Uh, I don't know. She's kind of a bitch to Sienna, but then at the same time, she is the one that's always throwing out the Molly. But Otto is a, a big movie that she was in. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Felissa Rose uh, <laughs> from Sleepaway Camp playing Miss Principe, who's the school teacher who find, tells them to get away from the uh, dead cat outside or whatever it was. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome, whatever it was. Anyway, synopsis. Beginning exactly where the first Terrifier movie ended, a resurrected Art the Clown proceeds to kill the coroner that was tasked with conducting his autopsy and then goes to a laundromat to get his clothes cleaned up. 
skip ahead one year, and it is Halloween again in Miles County, and Sienna Shaw is making a Valkyrie costume to honor her late father's comic design. Oh, yeah. Her brother Jonathan is obsessed obsessed with the Miles County clown and somehow thinks it's okay to parade around a notorious serial killer that just took out eight people a year ago. No bigs. Uh, yeah, that kid's fucked up. Anyways, will Sienna rise to the occasion and become the avatar of good needed to fight the evil art, or will she be brutally tortured and killed like everyone else? Laundromats get soiled, possum remains are spoiled, and art redefines the meaning of overkill. <laughs> In no uncertain terms. Uh, body count, 32 counted. Wow. I didn't even think. That is, Okay. Uh, 34 non-counted. So we have court. the coroner has throat ripped open, his eye plucked out, and his head smashed in with a mallet. We have the man in the laundromat, FA cast and executives, 20 people in total, gunned down by a Tommy oh, gun. Oh, okay. Okay, real quick. We got to go back to man in the laundromat because it cut out, but that he had a broken mop handle shoved through his brain and out his neck. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping this fucking internet's fixed by tomorrow morning whenever there's less I know. people watching goddamn porn on a Saturday night in <laughs> eastern Kentucky so that I can actually talk to the folks and tell them how much I love the two movies that we're covering tomorrow. But anyways. Yeah. But there's the 20 people. I was like, wait a second, 32 people? Okay, there's 20 people. Got it. Okay. The Clown Cafe host is burned to death with a flamethrower. That's wild. which we're counting now uh, spirit Halloween knockoff owner, you know, the Craven store guy, uh, you know, has his broken glass bottle shoved into his eye, a meat cleaver to the skull and his head cut off at the neck. Fucking wild. Uh, Allie hit, buckle in folks. Allie has is sliced <laughs> down one eye uh, and putting the eye out, mind you. Yeah. Scalped, scalped. Uh, has her arm broken and then ripped off at the elbow. It's broken, then ripped off. Mm -hmm. Her other hand is ripped in half. Mm -hmm. Like, he literally grabs her hand and splits it like a wishbone. Her skin is slashed and ripped from the back. He basically pulls her skin off of her back. Yep. She is stabbed numerous times. He stops, gets bleach and salt, and pours it onto her wounds. Then... No. Pieces. Okay. So cut off, but half of the face ripped off, legs chopped into pieces. I thought, did she not get caught on fire too? Am I imagining that? Am I having some kind of again? <laughs> no, he don't. He don't set fire to. Okay, her, so there's. I mean, that would have. Why not? Why? Why didn't he? Of all the, th he might as well. And she was still alive through all of that, which yeah. is. It's it's so ludicrous. It's all, it's actually funny at a point in the movie. Yeah, it's one of those things too, where at some point he's beating her so bad, and maybe this is what it's like if you're actually tearing a body apart. I don't know. I've not done it yet. I uh, hope to never do it. But um, it it was so rubbery looking. It was almost like uh, the horrible scenes in the Freddy, you know, the Freddy movies where he's slicing through skin and it just looks like rubber because that's exactly what it was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but this was intentional, though. I think that they had a bigger budget, but Art the Clown, like, even though he had a bigger budget, I feel like you can't make it look too good. You still have to give it that bit of cheesiness because you don't, you want the people to enjoy the slasher, but also it's not meant to be taken so seriously. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that depends on how you want this, but they, they work better whenever it's not taken to the super. Yeah. A decapitated and her head used as a candy bowl that that's, he gives out to kids. That's brutal. The, Allie's mom. Uh, I do not wish that I had Allie's mom. <sighs> no. Uh, Sienna's mom has her head blown apart with a sawed-off shotgun. Now, that's actually a cool scene. I'll give him shit for the handgun in the first movie, but that sawed-off shotgun was badass. Yeah, and we still get to see effects of it later in the film. Yes, uh, Jeff has his dick dick stabbed and then ripped off. I don't like it. Brooke has her leg cut on window glass, her face melted with hydrochloric acid. She's bludgeoned to a pulp with a table leg covered in metal spikes, and then her heart's ripped out and eaten. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> At least it wasn't he... like Ellie. I told you he's 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 in the overkill. Yeah. Uh, Sienna takes more beatings than any final girl that's ever been in a movie, period. She's beaten, head slammed into a mirror, slashed, played with a razor whip, sword, and then drowned. She actually dies. Quotation mark. She comes back. Yeah. Uh, And then Art the Clown, finally, is stabbed with the magical sword that has resurrected Sienna. Uh, His neck's chopped twice, his throat is slashed, and then she finally hacks his head off at the neck. Um, you forgot a really important key detail about Sienna is that with everything that's happening to her, she is, uh, looking amazing. Um, she's got muscles, you know, she's getting thrown about her fucking leg muscles are fucking flexing and shit. <laughs> and that costume very much shows off all the goods. All it the goods. does, but also in a, in my opinion, in a classy way. It, it's not, it, yeah, it's not a... I mean, her mom gives her shit, but it's not as slutty Mm-mm. as, you know, as, as her mom made it out to be. Yeah. Uh, non-counted's little pale girl because it says she was killed at a carnival and it mentions it, but, you know, we don't actually see anything. Yeah. And then Pity Possum. Oh. Like, thrown by Art the Clown inside of the school and gets little, you know, whatever in trouble, little Jonathan or Ethan, whatever his name is. Yeah. So. Uh, movie review. This movie, visually, this movie's way better than the first movie. Oh, like, yeah. The lighting, the effects, the costume for Sienna, I mean, both because of the eye-pleasing quality of it, but also because it's actually a badass costume. Oh, yeah, it really um, is. Um, I, I like the story better in this one, too, because they they give, like, this weird connection between Sienna's dad and Art the Clown, like he saw Art the Clown in like these visions he had when he was going through cancer or something, had a tumor on his brain. And Sienna's brought back to life by some force of good to fight the force of evil that 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 uh, Art represents. So it's like they're, you know, it's she's the Laurie Strode now to... Uh, to... <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I can see it. What's that? Oh, I said, yeah, I could see it where you're like, said she's like the Lori Strode. Yeah, because I mean, like, she's she was brought back by some good force to fight the evil force that resurrected him. So yeah. it's kind of like good versus, I mean, ultimate good versus evil. Um, the <clears throat> the only thing this movie really, to me, is the negative to it is the length. It, it's, it 
does tend to go on. Like, I mean, by the time that it's over with, I, I, are you are you like needing a break? Are you like okay? It's, I mean, it's like I've been through a marathon. There or you go. Boy. Yeah, I, I mean, because I okay. So I mentioned this before. This is the movie that my daughter decided to put on for my son. I think he was twelve at the time, and uh, and he needed to take an actual break. Like it was so much for him. He got up, walked over to the kitchen. He knows his limits. And he had to take an actual break from watching it. It was still going on. You know, he's just like, whatever. And it's funny because I feel that way, too. You just see so much death one after another. And, like, doesn't art need to take a a break? Like, how, where does the stamina come from? (laughs) Can it be better used? I guess maybe him with being the vicious person he is, it probably be very, very horrifically used against women um, in a way other than killing. So maybe not, but <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you where the stamina comes from. What, what was the name of the cereal that that's got his face on? Oh, Krispies? oh my God. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's where he gets his stamina, you know, if. Oh yeah, it is art Krispies. Oh my God. They actually have a t-shirt of it too. Um, the acting in this movie is a lot better than the first movie. Yeah, it just is. is. Um, that uh, the the Lavina or whatever that plays or Sienna, uh, mm-hmm. like the the final girl, or Lauren Lavera, she's much better actress. Oh than, yeah, than any anybody in the first movie was, and she takes us through to the end, man. Yeah, she finishes the movie out like like she's supposed to, um, I, and I got a like the character who plays her friend, Brooke, the one that gives her the Molly. Yeah. Something weird about that chick. She reminds me a lot of the, the woman who plays Agatha from the, uh, the division or whatever that, you know, she, they've got similar faces somehow. Uh, and the way that she talked. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, she does. (laughs) There, there's just, I, I don't know, like, but it, there, there's not, like, I, across the board, I like the acting better in this movie. Just, I really do. Um, and I, the music is top-notch. Like, there is some synth wave in this movie that is fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to play that as the outro, maybe, for this episode. Yeah, um, that's what was requested. Uh, God, it's so good. And it's not the only piece in the movie, but it's uh, when they're playing that music over top of the montage of Sienna building the uh, Valkyrie outfit, it, it's great. Yeah. I'm like, it gives you that 80s vibe, like, big time. Yeah. And, which is weird about this movie, too, because if you look at Sienna's house, you know, uh, but Sienna has, like, a modern cell phone, so it takes place in modern times. Like, it's just, but it's got a lot of 80s, like, vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, clearly intentional. We knew it was more of a today's time. I mean, if you even look at the uh, the first, well, I guess the first one didn't happen. Which one happened first, or did they happen at the same time as each other? The Terrifier movies. Uh, Terrifier 1 takes place a year before this one oh, in okay. the chronology of the movies. Yeah, the cars are a lot newer, so it's not like something that is meant to be 80s related or anything but I don't know I think it's almost like you have to have a little bit of that nostalgia because that's just part of being in a slasher film now that's true uh I, I 
I give credit to Damien Leone though. He he's figured out a way to really market this movie too, because that whole thing with the clown cafe, the music that goes along with it, Art Krispies, he knew that was going to be made into like stuff you would buy at Spirit Halloween or something. Oh like that. yeah. Like he he was like, I'm getting paid, bitch. I I know what I'm doing with this movie. I mean, he's created uh, another horror icon. He deserves every bit of it. Um. Now, I want to go back a little bit to the storyline because you're like, ah, eh, this is. I like the storyline a lot better. And yes, in a way, but I I guess in order to carry on the slasher and to keep the franchise going, you do have to have a little bit of supernatural because otherwise we wouldn't have art. He shot himself in the first film and the final girl wouldn't have come back because, you know, she got stabbed with the special blade, but I found it to be a little, a bit much, honestly. I still enjoyed the film, but I was like, I, I could have done without that. See, I liked it because if you watch the older, like all the other movies, like, I mean, especially Jason, uh, well, even Freddy, these dark forces, uh, dark, some dark side of nature brought these, these, you know, uh, people back who were hardcore killers or whatever. Yeah. And the continued death and, you know, destruction. And then like in all those other realities, it was like, there was no side of good that was trying to, you know, answer the response. I mean, other than the fact that the final girls were being created. But um, in this reality, it's like, no, the good just stepped up and said, I liked about it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> the only weird thing is, is if you watch the very end of this movie, like Art is reborn, his head is reborn through the vagina of uh, Vicky from the first movie. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what's going on at all with that. I fucking um, missed that. How did I miss that? It cuts to a scene in a mental institution where Chris Jericho, yes, the wrestler, Chris Jericho, is a nurse, uh, a male nurse there, and it's Halloween night, and he's uh, sharing, like, his wife's, like, some kind of weird uh, Halloween candy type thing where it kind of resembles brains or something like that, uh, jellied brains. And the the nurse that's working with him, who's not unattractive, uh, she's, uh, she's the one that's supposed to look in on Vicky. And uh, she cuts away, and she's like... Uh, she, she's kind of flirting with Jericho a little bit, and then she steps away, and then she goes to check on Vicky, and Vicky is giving birth. Uh-uh. Art's head alive and smiling, and then the, the nurse screaming, and then the movie just kind of cuts off. So What the hell, dude? So if he does the tradition like he did with this movie, and he links part three to this, I don't What is that head going to do, like, to reform its body? That's what I'm wondering. Uh, probably a Frankenstein situation where maybe they got to sew it back onto some fucking body. Cause here's the thing. And I don't even know what's in the scene, but the rumors are that the intro scene to terrifier three was so disturbing that the Hollywood backers who were giving, uh, were going to promote Damon Leone's third movie and actually giving him, we're going to give him funding to help promote it. They pulled out. They said, fuck this movie. That's, fucking sick and he was like well fuck you i've got enough money to be able to still make it so yeah i, I think look at i'm gonna be honest with you and you i think you'd agree with me he's doing fine <laughs> i think i think the goodwill that he's generated off part two is going to make part three an absolute you know just success i really do i mean it's gonna take a lot to fuck up part three is all i'm saying uh, yeah, because we've already approached the cheesiness and the, 
it's I don't know. They they've done the most that they can do with it with the two films in terms of slashing, in terms of any kind of lore that's involved with it. Uh, I just watched the scene. I did not see the scene of her giving birth to his head. I completely missed that. Yeah, yeah. Vicky, the final girl from the first movie, gives birth to Art's head. Like literally. Yeah. So but um I think that I don't think they can fuck up part three. And I think there's still there's such a following of Art the Clown and the Terrifier. Even it would be one of those things like where even if you don't like the movie, the fan base is so big it's gonna do well in the box office, regardless of what you hear. And what makes me bring that up is look at Five Nights at Freddy's. That's true. Case in point. <clears throat> Here's my question. Do you think that do you think that them setting it at Christmas is going to hurt the film nope. or is it going to help it? Because some people have made the argument that these movies did well because they were set at Halloween. And of course, horror, you know, during my favorite holiday, I love it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but also horror fans are like, I get sick of the traditional uh, Christmas movies. Give me something scary to watch for Christmas. And Damon Leone's like, well, fuck, here you yeah. go. Watch watch art, you know? I don't think that Christmas time is going to hurt it at all. I think, if anything, it's going to help because we can only have, like, we have all these Michael Myers movies, and I get it, but even then, like, I am so fucking Michael myers out. Uh, I'm just about slashered out, too, <laughs> as it be, although, thankfully, the uh, ones we'll be reviewing tomorrow brought me back. I'm telling you, those horror comedies, man, they, they'll reel you back in. But um, horror comedy comedies uh, with heart is what oh, I would call them because I, we'll, we'll get into it, but that's the best part of those movies. But we'll save that. Um, so. you and I love a good holiday horror because we have to deal with the holidays as it is. I don't know how you are about the holidays, I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, Halloween is my time, and now that's being overdone because we got all these fucking basic bitches that are like, Look at me, I'm spooky, <laughs> you know. Halloween is my time, and I take vacation around Halloween so I can oh, enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, and same. They're like, what, what? And they're like, why do you not try to take off at Christmas? I'm like, hey, we always get off Christmas. You don't always get off Halloween. Yeah. Case in point this year, uh, my Halloween actually felt a little shitty this year because of the fact that I was working during it, but yeah. that's the whole thing. Uh, and then, like, secondly, it's like, by the time Christmas comes around, everybody has beaten you into the head with it. Like, oh, yeah. you know, you've heard Mariah Carey. Uh, sing, you know, uh, all I want for Christmas, like so many times that you're willing to just pull an art to clown and, you know, <laughs> just fucking lose your you shit. Know. Oh my God. So the holiday in the picture, but give me something else to watch during that time, you know? Yeah. So that's I why think, I love, that's, oh, go ahead. That's, that's why I love that movie, Violent Night, that came out last year with yeah. uh, David Harbour. Oh, Violent Night it's, was good. It's, it's, um, what am I blanking on it? It's, it's it's just like I mean you know like a classic eighties you know movie, uh you know action movie but with the Christmas I mean you know that's that at least gives you something different to go along with it. So it's, it's what we need to get us going, and it's funny because your girl over here she does love those stupid ass Hallmark Christmas films, but even then I I, I need I need a refresher I need some horror in my life. There's some horrors in this house during the holidays, you know? 
And I know what movie I was going to say, Die Hard. It, oh, yeah. It's literally die, die Hard, but but more Christmassy than Die Hard is. So, And yes, Die Hard is a Christmas oh, movie. Don't God. fight me on this. It is. Fuck you if you say otherwise. I would fight you on it, but I have not seen it. So I can't recommend a restaurant I haven't been to. <laughs> you, you need to watch Die Hard this Christmas. You do. Once. It's the best action movie that's ever made. Okay. I'm not... I'm not I'm not lying. I'm just throwing that out there. I'll fucking do it, but I'm going to complain the whole time. If you can watch, if you can a little bit of just spiteful joy in your heart as you ring in Christmas, I, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. Okay. I, I don't. I lost. You said if I could do what? If you can't, if you cannot see Hans Gruber falling from the <laughs> whatever part of the Nakatomi, Nakatomi Plaza to, to, to his death, uh, as you ring in Christmas and not get just a little bit of spiteful joy in your heart at seeing that bastard die, then I don't know who you are, and then I we've we've lost you. To, well, now to, thanks you know. to you, I know what the ending is, so I don't have to watch it anymore. You watch it for the <laughs> you, you're there for the journey, not for the end. I mean, you know, it's it's all about the journey in that movie. Fine, I'll watch it. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I do need to watch it actually because. I see all these Christmas ornaments and Christmas memes about fucking Die Hard, and I have no idea what's going on. I am, you know, I'm in the dark, and I have chosen that. I get it. Uh, don't fucking come at me. I'm very picky with my movies. So, uh, listen, if it was a random ass like just action movie, run yeah. of the mill, I wouldn't recommend it to you. But it is. It is literally one of the best that's ever made. I mean, even if you don't want to make the argument that it's a Christmas movie, even though it's set at Christmas, it's at a Christmas party, but if you want to make that argument, fine, but it is still a good action movie. One of the best. Oh, yeah. So um, I'll watch it, and I'll give a quick review, because, you know, that's not going to be something we review on Death Holler, but I'm sure people will be like, did she watch it? You can here. How about this? When we cover Anna and the Apocalypse for the cold open, you tell me what you thought. Okay. Of, uh, <laughs> not hard. All right, fine. We'll do that. Uh, let's move into trivia for this, since right. we've discussed Art the Clown as Santa Claus now. Um, <laughs> scenes shot in the Terrifier haunted house were filmed in a real haunted. Wait, what? There's a place called Fright Factory in Philadelphia. Yeah, it's. I guess it's like like an off brand HHN type, you know, thing yeah. that they've got set up there. Uh, they they used what was already available to them, uh, I guess, to save money and hey, whatever works. Yeah, I mean that's good for them. Um, and then the budget goes elsewhere, probably to the gallons of blood that was used in this film. <laughs> I need to go back and listen to this. Silent Art the Clown is the person who does the voiceover for the Art Crispy cereal commercial during the dream sequence. David Horton, Howard Thornton. Okay, so yeah, because he doesn't speak at all, but he was the voiceover for the Art Crispies. Yeah, he was that announcer guy that's like, Art Crispies, you know, like that whole thing. That's so hella funny. That's cool. Uh, Stephen King shouted out this film on X slash Twitter saying that Terrifier 2 grossing you out old school. Uh, he's not lying. Uh, this movie was completely independently made production. Money was raised through several sources without the aid of a studio, and writer-director Damon Leone created all the special effects himself in order to cut costs. He was able to be uncompromising in his depiction of violence and gore because there was no studio demanding that he make cuts. Okay, but who released it if there was no studio? 
I think I'm trying to remember. I think he just got like a, uh, he signed on Cinedime is the company who released it on uh, home video and they're the ones behind Screenbox, so maybe they're kind of like an offshoot. They're kind of like a competitor to Shutter. So may I think they maybe financed like the studio room. Maybe production company Bloody Disgusting, Cinedime. Uh, that was who distributed it. But like, was it in theaters? Yeah. Yes. And it came back to theaters just a couple weeks ago. Oh my god! Uh, through Cinemark. Uh, yeah, and then that's where they showed the new art, or the the Terrifier three segment was at the end of it. They tagged it onto the end of the re-release. Cinemark is, they I think, especially from having to come out of COVID, where I'm surprised a lot of their theaters didn't go. Whereas United Artists, which is one of the other companies out here, I don't know what you, I know you guys have a Cinemark out there. Is United Artists out in your guys's area ever? Have you ever had one? Never heard of it. Um, I mean, I've I've heard of it, but not here. You know. Okay. Um, <clears throat> United Artists. They, uh, I maybe they're just big out here on the West Coast, or they used to be. They're dying real hard. Um, uh, losing a lot of theaters out here that were United Artists. I've never liked them in terms of theaters. I've always liked. Uh, Cinemark used to be Century Theaters out here, but yeah, they're they're killing it in terms of these. Films that they're bringing back to the theater that you have to remember some of the films they're bringing back generations before us didn't get to see in theaters. That's true. <clears throat> we have, um, we have different theaters out here. We've got AMCs, mm-hmm. of course, they're, they're not doing so hot. Cinemarks, they were one of the best theaters around here. It was like the Regal, uh, cinema that we oh. had in, in Lexington. I mean, Regal is United Artists. theater. Oh, okay. I didn't know that they were part of the same group. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, they're real they're really dying like yeah, big time. Yeah, which is crazy. But I think that they if they were to even attempt to stay alive, and I don't know if they could even do it at this point because Cinemark kinda has the game. I think they need to start showing these films that are people like, you know what, fuck it. I'll go see that in the theater. I didn't get to see that in the theater when I was a kid, you know? <clears throat> Well, that's the thing. Our Regal hmm. here does that. Uh, they call them Fathom Events, and they show oh. like older films all the time. Okay, and ours are Fathom Events too, but they're through Cinemark, which is fucking wild. Yeah, because I, I don't think our Cinemarks here show Fathom Events. Okay, I don't, I, that uh, isn't yeah. that. I mean, that's just things that we learn about the areas we live in. <laughs> We're like, oh, well, I wish this happened. Well, that happens out here under this, and it's like, oh, well, that's weird because that happens here for, under this, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, because I've always I've always associated uh, Fathom Events with with Regal because the fact that Cinemark uh, they Cinemark does like something else they call it something else here. So oh, which um, brings up something to me real quick in terms of Cinemark, aka whatever you saw, um, a wonderful knife. Yes, did you see it at Cinemark? No, I saw it at Regal. Okay, because it's not available in Cinemark out here. Although the commercial, because the only theaters we go to are the Cinemark theaters. Not that we don't want to go to Regal or United Artists. It's just not, there's not a lot of them nearby. And none of the movies we're seeing are playing at them. Well, I think A Wonderful Knife is playing at, you know, Regal. And we need to find one because we haven't watched it. One, but two... I saw, I know 100% that I saw the commercials when I was watching a movie at Cinemark. I saw it when we were watching um, 
uh, When Evil Lurks, and I saw it when we were watching uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, all Cinemark theaters, but they're not playing at Cinemark theaters. And I was like, do they do that? Do they, you know, show commercials for films that are not playing at their theaters? It's pro- it's possible they do. I don't even know if our Cinemark was playing it because I didn't even look because that's the thing. If I if I have to go to the Cinemark, which is in Richmond, which is like an hour away, mm-hmm. it's an hour and 20 minutes to the Regal, and the Regal has better seats, so I just okay. go to the Regal. Yeah, that's just uh, interesting, so. Uh, our local theater wasn't playing it at all, but, I mean, and, and they have, and I like, as far as price and the seating, they're probably the best combination, and they're the closest. But they've been like, now they actually are getting Thanksgiving. I'll give them that. They're getting that the next, uh, or this weekend, but they've been given just like, they've been doing all that shit that you normally see at just the regular theaters, like the Marvels and all that bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, um, when in full makeup, uh, as the, uh, uh heinously disfigured Victoria, Samantha Scafty, uh, Scafidi was almost completely blind. There was only one small hole in the fake right eye that she could see through during filming between shots. This eye could be removed. Oh, okay. Uh, the events of Terrifier one take place in 2017 and Terrifier two takes place one year later. So there's your chronology. On okay. When these movies take place. That makes sense. The little pale girl, Amelia McLean was, uh, originally going to be more of an Italian horror inspired horror girl wearing a sundress with flowers. However, after the success of terrifier, writer director Damien Leone saw pictures pop up of people dressing up as art, the clown for Halloween, including several women and little girls. He knew that he had to do something with this. So then he redesigned the little girl to look like a small version of art. You know, that's kind of cool. I wonder if she's like, I wonder how she feels about the whole production. I mean, she was in it, but was she like, this is the coolest she, thing I've ever done? She was actually at Scarefest uh, Horror Convention here in Kentucky with uh, David Howard Thornton and the uh, girl who plays Sienna. They were all three at it, and so she's into it. She likes it. Fuck so. yeah, dude. Gotta start him young. <laughs> Uh, Writer-director Damon Leone started on, uh, stated on Instagram that Sienna is a character that he has been trying to get from page to screen for more than a decade. The writer-director says she is my favorite character I've ever written, and seeing Lauren Lavera breathe life into her has been an absolute dream come true that I will cherish always. I cannot wait for all of you Terrifier fans to see her in action. I promise you won't be disappointed. Uh, he, add, he added that Lavera was born to play Sienna. And uh, as Lauren Lavera is trained in martial arts, she did most of her own stunts in this movie. Oh, wow. I mean, not surprised, but. That explains that body that you were talking about. Body, yaddy, 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 yaddy. Uh, director Damon Leone stated in an interview with Bloody Disgusting's podcast, The Boo Crew, that actor David Howard Thornton was very active in writing arts uh, character. He and Leone brainstormed the kills together and even took the COVID-19 pandemic as an opportunity to expand upon pre-existing kills in the film. Nice. <clears throat> Uh, filming of Terrifier 2 began in October of 2019 and was almost complete before COVID-19 quarantines. Damn. <clears throat> uh, this is the fifth uh, Art the Clown film. If you count the Terrifier short film, the Night Circle short film, the All Hallows Eve, and then Terrifier. Because uh, he did appear in all the, a lot of those other short films on that All Hallows Eve, so that's kind of what they're counting, you know. Yeah. Uh, when Brooke's boyfriend Jeff first appears in the Halloween at the Halloween party, he arrives wearing a ghost costume made of a oh. white bed sheet with a pair of glasses, which we know is a direct reference to Halloween and Bob. It's my fr- favorite Michael. 
Uh, David Howard Thornton was disgusted when he had to pull the innards out of the bodies of his victims. He said they were cold, slimy, and gross. Well, did you want them hot and steamy? Would that have made you feel better? Apparently it would have. And he would have had it with some salt and some bleach. Death Holler Awards, uh, Final Girl. I'm going to say Sienna Shaw is probably uh, one of my favorite Final Girls just because of everything I've said. Yeah. She's got the look. She's got the attitude. She was dead and came back. I mean, I can't ask for anything else in Final Girl. And <laughs> she took, she took the fight. She got both. She took the beating and she took the beating back to art. So yeah. she, she did it. I feel so dumb right now. But other other Final Girls that came back to life that we've discussed. I don't think there. I don't think there is because once they were dead, they were dead. Okay, because. Um, I, I don't like the coming back to life thing. I don't hate it, um, but I don't know. I don't know why it's just, you know, it just chaps my anus a little bit. I don't know. Um, Technically, in the next movie that we're, or the next podcast, when we discuss one of the films that we're going to discuss, one of the final girls dies and comes back to life in that movie, technically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The, okay. Fine. Fine. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why you're so hung up on that, anyways. Because I mean, I just think it's a cool twist. If you're I, gonna bring, if you're bring the killer, if you're gonna bring the fucking slasher, that's back, true. But then we had that with Michael Myers and Jason Voorhees, where like you know, it was just a new person. Now, again, I, you're right. I don't understand why it's bothering me so much because I really did like Sienna. I loved her outfit. I loved. Uh, she looked like she was a fucking fighter. Um, I think I think her hair kind of helped too, cause she almost had, even though it was down, she had it kind of braided like a warrior on the side, almost like an MMA fighter would, you know. Yes, she did. So she, I don't know, she just had that look to her. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and she was fucking taut. She 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 fucking she's working out, you know. Yeah, I, I, like I said, if they if they can bring the the. Art after he blew his fucking brains out back mysteriously. Then yeah, then yes, they can bring back Sienna. Um, speaking of that, the slasher Art the Clown. I'm immediately gonna jump into that. I don't know if you had anything further to say about the final girl, but I'm jumping right to Art because uh, he, the one thing I can say about Art, he's consistent. Yeah, he's consistent and. Uh, being sadistic and <laughs> being into oh, just drastic overkill. Like, whereas other slashers would stab you, uh, Jason, being the gentleman that he is, mm-hmm. would stab you one time with some kind of spear, and he would just let you die. That's yeah. it. That's the end of it. No. Nope. Art the Clown, no. You're not going to die with that spike. He's going to stab you a few more times with it. Then he's going to tear parts of your body off. Then he's going to pour salt, bleach, whatever, to make <laughs> it more painful. He's going to just keep adding to it before you finally die. Yeah, um, he's determined. He is. Uh, he's a dedicated king to his craft. Uh, he gives it his all for sure. I, to be honest, I, I do. There are parts of this movie that I really like. I mean, just the portrayal of David Howard Thornton because the way, like, the way that he has art, like, laugh after he does some of the shit that he does, like that you know, silent mom laugh or whatever. Like he's just, it's like, that's the funniest fucking thing I've seen in my, in my life. And I yeah. was the one that did that shit. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of dig it. I, I kind of like it. Um, 
what do you think about the best kill, which is clearly Allie in this movie? I mean, and I've got out from it in parentheses, Jesus, Jesus. I mean. Uh, it was, it was, um, it's so funny because it was one of those things that is so disgusting, but you also can't turn away. I don't know if that's how it was for you. Uh, yeah, you, you're just, it's like, did I just see, wait, did he just do that too? Like, no, wait a minute. Now he did something else. It like, just kept going and going. I think the only thing that took away from it is the fact that she's still breathing for the most part of it. And it's like, okay, well, that that's impossible at this point, you know? And not only the breathing part, that's one thing to be breathing. Okay, let's, let's fucking, let's go with that and say that that's still happening. She lost feeling after a while. She did not feel the bleach and the salt. Oh, she was void of any kind of sensation at this point. She now, I would agree with you at the part where she was having her leg cut off, at, you know, in the bed, and she was like mother or mommy or whatever she said as her mom came in. But I think she still had enough sensation to feel that salt, the bleach, just enough. Just enough. Okay, I mean, we'll go with it. But, she, but 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 the shock of that pain on top of everything else should have killed her. Oh I yeah, mean, it shouldn't have. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna. I since I've never personally have gone through what she has gone through, I'm gonna be sensitive to what she may be feeling, which is a lot of pain. I but. You, you can't say that there's another slasher that has done anything remotely <laughs> like what he does in this scene. I'm just mad that he didn't set her on fire as well. <laughs> well, he, he went ahead and cut her mom's head after that too. And then served uh, candy to kids. I mean, you know, I goal. So, I mean, it's not like he didn't continue on. Yeah. A consistent art is consistent. Uh, best scream in the movie. I'm going to give that to Brooke whenever, you know, uh, happens upon Art the Clown and yeah. finally see it well. And also when her boyfriend gets his uh, junk ripped off. So, yeah, that would hurt. Like, cause that's, that's your future right there. You know, she'd been getting that dick for quite a bit. I mean, and she even, uh, you know, uh, bumped some cocaine with him right before that too. So they, they were going to get the, the freaky nasty going on, but Art didn't appreciate that. They were, they didn't. And yeah, once his junk was ruined, uh, you ain't having any kids. <laughs> she wasn't going to have kids anyways after the hydrochloric acid melted her face no. off and then she was beat to death with that uh, table leg. But Yeah, no, definitely not. Because <clears throat> at that point, you might as well just die. You got no future. Uh, <laughs> you can't have kids with him. Just die. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was just a shame. No Molly can uh, make you feel better after that. No amount of Molly can possibly take care of the, yeah. the pain from all that she had to endure. I'd boob in the shower, and, and that ain't bad. It ain't bad. No, it's not bad. She's got, those are real, too. She doesn't have fake boobies. She doesn't have like, extravagantly large ones, but they're well proportioned to her body. I'll I just think, say that. I think she does. I think, because I'm looking at the picture. Uh, let me go back to it. Um, and she has, she's got something that like, like, they don't look ginormous, but she's also covered by this like huge chest plate, you know? Yeah. Except for the same where she's in the shower. That's true. Exactly. Uh, I think she's got actually quite, I think she is quite big. It looks proportionate because she's also not a super, super skinny girl. She, she's curvy. She's, that's, that's why she's, you know. 
uh, she's hot. I yeah. Mean, she's, she's got curves. She's muscular for sure. Nice flat stomach. But I think she's rocking a minimum D or double D because she's filling cups even though she's on the smaller scale in terms of, you know, back size and everything. And so, she's runneth but, over. I mean, she runneth over on her on her bustier too. <laughs> uh, so although we can't say that we get the full image, I mean we we get we get a glimpse. So yes. that, that's something. Get a little something. Uh, best side character is little pale girl. I oh mean, yeah, she does shit. She does shit the laundromat with like the raunchiest diarrhea that's ever been put on film. But she's kind of funny otherwise. Yeah, so. I think. Uh, I think considering she has to be quiet, like it's one thing for an adult who has practiced being a mime to do a great job. This girl, I mean, fucking give it to her, you know? Yeah, she does actually a pretty good job for, uh, like you said, a child actor. Uh, maybe like Thornton's like been like giving her like tips on how to, you mm-hmm. know, act more like mime related and that sort of thing. Or every time she says something, he beats the fuck out of her. I don't know. <laughs> With with a whip made out of hair yeah. and, and you know razor blades yeah that's probably what he does. Uh, Franklin Ward I'm giving it to Sienna's mom she's a total bitch in this movie. There's not one scene where she really redeems herself. No, she kind of said she kind of starts to say that she's sorry right before uh, Art the Clown blows her fucking brains out. Kinda, I mean she doesn't go the full way but she kind of starts to get that way. Yeah, she she kind of deserved it. I hate to say it. Uh. And, and like, and the fact that those kids, like they, they still love their dad so much. And she was like being, so she ripped up the, the, the comics that her son had like found that the, the last thing that her, their, their dad had drawn and she ripped the, the pages out of it. Like that was a bitch move, like big time. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's the, like this item that, you know, that, that they, both the kids cherish because they, cause Sienna had been looking for it forever. Didn't know that her, the brother had it. And, or Jonathan and like, you know, and whatever. And, and so, and when the mother finds it, she just ripped a piece up. She's like, you fucking kid, you gotta d- just let this shit go. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, you're just, when that, that shotgun goes off, <laughs> we're all happier for it. I'm just saying. <laughs> we're all better people now because of that scene. <laughs> uh, how annoying is the new prophet? What's Jonathan? And he's kind of annoying. He's so. annoying. 100%. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. Because he goes through some shit, but yeah, he, he was annoying. I don't, they do it on, on purpose, but it's like these people who are the Doom Prophets don't know how to relay information properly. And, and there's a purpose for that, obviously, so that they don't relay information properly so that, you know, people can't be rescued. But, man. Well, it's funny, too, because they're Doom Prophets, but they're usually the one that meets their doom. So, I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of cases. Yeah. It just so happens. And Jonathan almost gets God at the end of this movie. Like, he comes within a hair. Yeah. Uh, Dumbest moment is Allie not giving Art the candy when he asks for it. So, you got the first movie, the two girls making fun of him when they see him off to the side. And then you got Allie. You got this creepy guy standing on your doorstep, and he's just, he's asking for a piece of candy. Give him the fucking bag and shut the door. Like, I mean, not to say that he wouldn't came in and killed her. Yeah, he's going to kill her anyway. No, he doesn't get candy and get to kill her. No. If you're going to kill me, you fucking better earn this candy. You better kill me first and then you get the fucking candy because he's going to kill her anyways. No, no, listen to me. There is a chance, uh, a .001% chance that Art would have looked at that and as fucked up as he is in the head been like, okay, and then went to the next house. 
I'm not saying it was a huge chance, but it was a chance. So he, she should have gave the fucking candy to him. And Ellie was brunette in this film, huh? Yes. Yeah, she was. For some reason, I thought she was blonde. I don't know why. But I agree with you now because he loves himself a hot brunette. Um, she wasn't as hot as Tara, but I think. And definitely not as hot as Sienna. So, I mean, there's that. Um, yeah, but I think I think she would have. Yeah, I think she's fine. Uh, all right. So, uh, what are your overall thoughts about art as a new slasher? I mean, he's, he's like every slasher where he's got his thing. Like you got Chucky. That's just a foul mouth, little fucking doll. You got Jason. That's got his head turns and body turns. You know, you got one liners from Freddie. Uh, art is just creepy. Just for being creepy and it's appreciated. And the, well, and he gets to do the things that Jason, uh, in, in the older movies, the fans wish that Jason could have done. Like if we would have had the level of gore, yeah. that these movies put out in part seven of the Friday the 13th movies, that movie would have been over the top. Good. Like just next level. Yeah. But, but this, they cut the it's an art that, that belongs to art though. Literally, because <laughs> you can't have that. Because the reason why we were scared of those films is we're like, oh, well, don't go out in the woods alone. It's scary out in the woods. Or don't go to sleep. You're going to have a nightmare, you know, with Freddie, um, Michael Myers. Every Halloween, he's going to come back. I'm kind of glad. That's why I'm glad they're moving art away from Halloween. Because how many Halloween slashers are we going to have, you know? Uh, that's true. So. That's the thing is I, I I respect the fact that art has his own thing. And for us or for him, it's gore. Uh, gore and the uh, pleasure he takes in. Because, uh, I mean, Brady has that to some extent where he relishes in the pain that he causes in the people right before he kills them. Because it's like he, you know, kind of gets something from the fear that, that they, they have. Yeah. But for art it's different it's just like he's it's all a joke to him and the more you suffer the bigger the joke yeah, is to him exactly uh he's not right in the head so i don't know i i i like art i think he deserves his spot you know as one of the horror slashers not just a horror slasher he's one of the horror slashers well, that's the reason, I mean, and I kind of cover it next episode, some of the ones we skipped over, but, like, that's the reason I want to make sure that we covered him uh, you know, the, this season of this, because I mean, we can go back and pick up some of the other ones, but like he fits into me more with the classics and they all needed to be kind of covered at the same time. You know, Freddie, Jason, Chucky, Art, the clown, you know, Michael, yeah. you know, they're all kind of in the same vein as it were. I think we did good. I think we've done really good and we're not even done yet, but in terms of main slashers, we're done, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't want to include Saw in that, uh, but I oh mean, no, we're Saw's, I thought Saw we're going into next time we do slasher season. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that if you're if you're saying I'm just saying if we we covered all the major slashers and we did you know the other than maybe the the Saw you know uh, John whatever his name is yeah. in the series because it's late and I'm tired so it's but, okay. I mean it's. No, but seriously, but, the only thing that I don't like about Jigsaw is that Jigsaw the doll kind of gets credit as a slasher, 
And he's not. It's John. But I get it because he looks so cool. You know, Jigsaw. Yeah, because Jigsaw is like the imaging put on a cover. And it makes people think of, you know, Chucky or, or whatever, yeah. you know, something like that. Whereas the guy behind him is like this old older like guy, you know, played by Tobin Bell, who's dying of cancer. And it's like, well, that guy's not scary. It's like, <laughs> speaking so. speaking of the saw movies we recently did a rewatch of them from the beginning to from saw one all the way through and that is not the chronological order in which you should watch them but if you go online and try to research how should i watch the saw movies it does not make sense well i will say this the only ones that i know of that make sense is one x Mm-hmm. And two. And then after that, it kind of gets weird. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that. Um, And even then, I feel like X would be before one. They make it in between the two of them because they say that he went down to Mexico to get yeah, the treatment in X after the first movie. That's true. And then the second would be like the third uh, if we were to, I don't know. But yeah. But yeah, getting back to that, I think we've covered you know, uh, a good chunk of them. Uh, the Terrifier movies got their place. I can understand now why, you know, I mean, it took to part two, though, honestly, because I I did not dig part one as much as a lot of other people did. I yeah. Just, it, it's, when, I, when I go back and watch it now, after I appreciate part two, I see things in it that I like. Yeah. But there's still there's still a lot of bullshit with him, them running around in the same location, not changing anything, and... I, that's one of my pet peeves in a movie. Like when I see the same place being used over and over and over again, I'm just like, will you change the fucking scenery just once? Like yeah. I, it's a visual medium and I'm tired of seeing the same shit. Which is know? funny because I felt like the part one, I felt like it was the same location. I could be wrong. I know that there was technically a carnival, but when they were, in that main building that was kind of, I don't know, I guess in shambles or needing to be rebuilt or whatever the fuck they were, it felt like they were in the same building as part one. Uh, yeah, you're probably talking about that tunnel at the end. Yes. That's the only part that I know of that's like kind of downtrodden or whatever. Mm-hmm. And But even then with that, they, they mix it up visually and it's got more, there's all that, horror stuff yeah. you know like from a haunted house on the wall they don't have anything in the first movie it's like dingy apartment building looks like it's full of roaches yeah uh full of homeless people that's probably been shitting in the floor i mean it's like it got cat ladies with dolls in the basement i mean it's just eh, okay it's but that's what happens when you don't have a budget and yes. now that he's got a budget he's making much better movies and i and i'm digging what he's putting out there so yeah good I'm, on him I'm not upset. It definitely, the storyline got a little bit better. Uh, the final girl definitely got way better. So, yeah, I'm not mad. I I shockingly enjoyed watching these films. I don't really want to run to them like, oh, fucking kids, let's get together. Fucking Terrifier's on. I'll watch it if my husband's watching it or something. Which, by the way, I asked him, hey, do you want to join the Reverend and I for Terrifier? He has not seen them. Not one or two. How is that? Because I could have swore that he defended part one and then using the gun and that. But maybe he said that was a cool idea. Yeah. Is maybe what he said. I, it must be because, I, like I said, I invited him. And I thought he was going to say no because he was tired. He was like, 
uh, well, I would, but I haven't seen them. And I was like, what? And then he doesn't even know. I uh, unfortunately spoiler alerted him today. He did not know about the fucking snatch uh, scene of getting sawed all the way through. <laughs> I was like, okay. I don't know how you, I mean, I knew about that before I even saw the movie because of that meme right behind your head. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's how I knew about it. Oh, so. what, this whole thing? <laughs> yeah, that, that little thing. Oh, my God. So, yeah, uh, color me surprised. My husband, who have seen, who's seen fucking any weird, scary movie that is not mainstream, which I guess Terrifier is mainstream now or it's getting there, but uh, he's seen all the weird movies and... He's not seen the Terrifier. He has seen parts of two, again, because our daughter put it on, so. <laughs> yeah, I don't, he might be one of those people that might like part one better. I don't know. I, I can't see that because I still think part two's got a better story, but I'm seeing more and more people make that argument. They're just like, or it's creepier in the movie. It's a shorter movie. They get to the kills more. It's, I'm like, eh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I just want the listeners to know because they can't see, but I can. The Reverend has a picture of Art the Clown right behind him. And sitting perfectly on top of the Reverend's head is Art the Clown's hat. And I it has been cracking me up this whole fucking podcast. Hilarious. I love it. Why? Why would they remove his hat from the next film? But Don't do it. Uh, I don't even want to see a Santa hat. I don't care if it's during <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> That's the rumor, though, that he's gonna that he's gonna be sans his little top hat in the next movie. Which, okay, fine, whatever. It's not like we're gonna die, but still, it's like it's him. That's like it's almost like removing Jason's mask. <laughs> it, it, that is true. I mean, it's like the one identifying thing to his face besides his big hook nose and everything else that he's got going on. I so. mean, even when they had fucking Kane Hodder in space, he still had a badass mask that resembled what he, it was just a, a improved version of what he normally had. Yeah. When he was Uber Jason. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I hope it's not like super long though. That's the that's the thing. There, this one, the part two does like we've discussed. It wears me out after a certain point. I'm just like, well, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I'm good. I've run a marathon. I don't need I don't need any more right now. This is fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping part I'm hoping part three is a little bit snappier. You know. Oh, I agree with you. Dial it down. Well, you don't have to dial the deaths back a little bit, but maybe like don't have one death that lasts. I don't know five ten minutes. It's unnecessary. <laughs> and if you do, at least fucking light her on fire. If you're going to do everything to them, at least light them on fire at the end. I Finish guarantee you he doesn't light them on fire, but he shoves like a, a ball of like Christmas lights into their body and lights them up. Oh, he will cool. do that yeah. probably. I kind of like that. We kind of got that from uh, Violent Night a little bit. We did, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, was, I loved that. That was, that was a good movie. I should watch that again again so there you go you can yeah. always uh, watch it when you're watching die hard <laughs> <laughs> jesus uh anyways uh i think that the next two movies we got are the perfect ones to end the season on and i'm so excited to talk about them and you'll get to hear that in a couple of weeks i think so a little spoiler alert for the audience out there but yep. uh with that peace be with you and with your spirit